0: Hello and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to episode 112 of the podcast. Today's show is brought to you in association with Padraig King and his Learn How to Switch Off Your Anxiety and Rewire Your Brain for Success course next week. More on that a little bit later in the show. Today we are previewing the sports action for the next couple of days in the county and it is yet another bumper weekend of sporting action we'll be starting the show with ladies football and while attention focuses this saturday on their the cube event in the landmark on saturday evening from 8 p.m one of the leading talents of the game in the county has left these shores for a new opportunity I caught up earlier in the week with Anya Tai, who has taken up the opportunity of a contract with the Fremantle Dockers in the women's AFL in Australia. We'll be hearing how she's looking forward to that particular challenge. We'll also be talking to Joe Flynn, manager of St. Mary's, and one of the Mughal players, Alan Armstrong, ahead of their clash tomorrow in the Division 1 league final this weekend. Saoirse Cummins of Manor Hamilton Rangers will be talking to us about her under-13 boys side and they're in action in the Sketchers Cup tomorrow afternoon at 2pm in the B Park and they're hosting Mayo opposition in what is effectively the last 16 in Connacht of that national competition. A big day for the young lads from Manor Rangers and Saoirse is going to be telling us all about that team within the club as well as a little bit of a tidbit on the club itself. While Dermot Foley of Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club will be talking to us about how their season's going so far and looking forward to their game on Saturday evening away to Craigs in the Junior 1C League in Connacht. We'll be taking a look at all the other fixtures of the weekend as well, including the Junior A Championship final on Sunday between Anna Duff and Carm Manor. Anyway, let's hear how myself and Anya got on in our conversation before she flew out to Australia earlier in the week. Now it's not every day that Gaelic footballers get the opportunity to make a living from the world of sport especially professional sport, but that's happening this week for one excited young lady from Kiltubert, Anya Tai, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, yeah, thanks for having me. We better be careful and say it's not Gaelic Games you're going to earn a living from, but your expertise in Gaelic Games has earned you the opportunity to get a professional contract in the women's AFL in Australia, so you're off tomorrow as we're talking to Fremantle in Western Australia, it yep. must be an exciting time in your life.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah, I suppose it's a huge opportunity, um i've been kind of lucky enough um to get to get the opportunity to head across and as you say not too many people either male or female get the opportunity to make a living out of sport so it's a bit of a dream come true and hopefully it'll live up to all the expectations in the coming months
0: how much do you know about Fremantle? have you been there before
1: no, haven't been have been to Australia before at all. But um, I've been in contact with the girls and, and the guys in the club for the last couple of months. So um, they've they've been really really supportive, hugely supportive, um, and helpful in terms of the kind of preparation for going across and giving us an insight into into what it's like over there and the kind of daily and weekly schedules and all that. So yeah, we've we've gotten a little bit of an insight. But uh, yeah, once we land, I think we'll we'll get our eyes opened a bit too.
0: Because this has been a while coming, you were announced months ago. Now, in terms of that, the contract was secured. How have the last six months been in that build-up to the, to departure day tomorrow?
1: Yeah, it's uh, kind of the last few weeks. I think, especially, have just flown in. Um, it's it's just been it's been kind of exciting, I suppose. Really, um, it was uh, yeah, it was May when it was kind of confirmed and, and announced, and that, but. Uh, no I just I suppose over the last couple of months the big thing that stood out to me is the level of kind of support and interest in, in people in the community uh, we had a bit of a going away do at the weekend there and just the, the the level of support really from the whole community the whole parish teammates friends family everything has been unbelievable so you know that's really nice to have kind of going off and knowing that you have a huge community here behind you all the way
0: Nobody came out with, like, green and red restraints <laughs> trying to keep the ankle covered for a couple of more months.
1: Not quite, not quite. No, they're delighted for me. And look, they know, they know I'll be back in the green and red not too, not too long either. So.
0: Now, last season, there was five Irish girls in the AFL. This year, it's a minimum of 18. The draft, as you mentioned, will be done by the time people are listening to this interview. It's done tomorrow as we're talking. Yeah. Uh, so there could be as many as 20 or 24 people involved in that league next year. There's going to be a huge Irish element because there's only, what, nine or ten teams?
1: Yeah, there's uh, this year it's up to 14 teams, um, but at the moment, yeah, there's, there's nearly two Irish players signed on, on the vast majority of the list in terms of the teams over there. So, yeah, uh, like even the amount of people from over there that are living over there that have been on to me being like looking forward to the games and will catch you when you're in Melbourne or when you're in Sydney for the games and things like that. So, yeah, I think it's going to add an extra element, I suppose, to the games because most games you come out, you're going to be playing either both with Irish girls and against Irish girls. So I think, yeah, it'll have a, a really nice impact on it.
0: It's kind of a, a parallel to a well-trodden path for some of the Leitrim players over the last decade or so. I know Deirdre McDermott is out there. There's a couple of the Egan girls from Moholl are out there already. Um, Bernie, yeah. Bernie and Caroline are already in Perth. Uh, Sarah McLachlan has spent some time out there as well. There's kind of a well-trodden path to that side of the island uh, in terms of Australia. Have you spoken to any of those girls about what's in, in store for you, even though they're not in a professional context out there? Yeah, no,
1: there's a huge amount of Leitrim people and particularly Kiltrober people as well over there. It's it's amazing. Amazing. Um uh yeah, but I've I've been kind of in contact with a few few of the guys over there and look they're just as same as I'm excited about going out there, excited to have us out there and, and kind of meet up, I suppose, when we're out there and, and figure things out. But yeah, I know it's it's the you know, the support network here has obviously always, always been huge at both Club and County and I think when we arrive over there it's gonna be the same. There's gonna be a massive level of support and interest in
0: it, which is great. Now you're going out for pre season for about eight to ten weeks and the games kick off at the start of twenty twenty. What are you expecting in terms of uh, around the hype in terms of n- numbers at games, uh, attendances, how the games are actually going to play.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I suppose we were lucky enough. We had a, an international tournament there a couple of weeks ago, where we got the opportunity to play full eighteen side, full pitch, full rules, everything. So that was kind of a, a really good opportunity to get an insight into what it's actually going to be like to make the step up. Uh, obviously, it'll be a further step up again, landing into the, the you know the top division over there, but. Um, it's just really exciting, I suppose. Like you, you'll, hope, you'll be hoping for. Last year, they had six, eight thousand at the round games. Um, there's going to be a derby game this year against West Coast Eagles. They're hoping to have that in the Optus Stadium, which they're talking about having anything from thirty, forty thousand at it. So, you know, getting that opportunity to play in the big stadiums in front of the big crowds will be, yeah, really exciting and, and something to look forward to.
0: Can you see that number of maybe eighteen to twenty, twenty odd players increasing over the years in terms of the Irish girls flooding over to Australia?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think even even this year, I think it's definitely going to rise by a few more now with the draft um, tomorrow. But... Yeah, it's, it's a massive opportunity for girls and it's an opportunity that you just don't get here and even for, as I said earlier, for the male players to get an opportunity like that, you know, they don't even get a chance really to make a living out of it here so to get that opportunity and at the moment the way it's set up, being able to kind of get the best of both worlds over there for the winter and then back here for the summer and um, if players want it, it's, it's kind of a win-win situation really so I definitely think, yeah, it's something that going forward more and more Irish
0: players will be interested in exploring. On a practical level, is that realistic, though? Maybe the first summer you'll come back and play with Kiltobard, maybe Leitrim. Uh, but going forward, as you get closer to thirty, because uh, we're not—none of us are spring chickens anymore. But as you get closer to thirty, and the body starts taking that toll, can you mix the two?
1: Yeah, I suppose it'll be—it'll be a kind of step by step, year by year um, idea. Even in the talks of expansion of the league over there, you know, they're talking about making the seasons longer every year as well. So that'll obviously come into play as well. But. Look for the time being. It's it's a huge opportunity, and it's kind of you have nothing to lose to go over try it. Um, you know, live the lifestyle, I suppose, and get to see what it's all about.
0: You've kind of touched on my last question, I suppose. Other than the financial aspect of being of getting paid to, to go to work and be a professional athlete, what are the other attractions that really have drawn you to accept this offer?
1: Yeah, I suppose, look, the, the idea of seeing the world and, and getting a bit of travelling as well. Um, Australia is a place I've never been to. Um, I've been lucky enough, I suppose, with football and sport to travel to, to America, Canada, you know, different places in Europe, London, and it's like that. It's it's just the opportunity to, to see new places, to explore a different lifestyle. A bit of sunshine during the winter nobody's going to complain about Um and yeah just i suppose see, see what see what it's all
0: about really there's some nice surfing locations as well on that <laughs> west coast of australia well listen on i want to wish you the very very best of luck in your little adventure that's coming up it's not that little of an adventure it's on the other side of the planet i'm sure things will go absolutely amazing for you the very best of luck from everybody here at leadroom daily i think i speak on behalf of most people in the county particularly from the other ladies football teams around the county <laughs> they'll be quite happy not to have to mark you next year in the club championships here very best of luck and enjoy every minute of it thank you very much thanks we will obviously catch up with you as well and uh, we we'll keep an eye on what in your progress and maybe check in with you every couple of games just to see how things are going for you yep Delhi. best of
1: luck perfect thank you
0: Now one football manager this year who probably didn't expect to talk to the show again given uh, their defeat to Melvin Gills in the championship and I suppose the outlook at the end of the league season is St Mary's Joe Flynn. But he joins me today ahead of a a slightly surprise league final on Saturday I think it's fair to say. Joe welcome back to the programme. Thanks a million, Bethany. I hope I'm not underplaying the achievement in the league this year for your team, but I think it's fair to say that most observers would have thought that St. Mary's season was done and dusted when you lost to, to Melvin Gales in that quarter final.
2: Yeah, it's probably fair to say that uh, we thought our season was over, but in the league, we put in ourselves into a, into a shout of getting to a league final with a couple of big performances towards the end uh beaten uh Balinamor, beaten um beaten oh, willing, So it put us in the position. It was we were waiting on results we knew it was gonna be a waiting game. Um we figured Ballinamore might be a bit vulnerable after the um championship uh, weekend the weekend before whether they won it or lost it they were going to be vulnerable and Mohill capitalized um, with a one point win so we'll take it there's the county board only give out two prizes every year to senior teams. And we're in with a big shout of one of them. So it's a good place to be.
0: How are your team shaping up for the weekend? Like, have you been in training since that championship defeat?
2: We haven't really been doing a whole lot, to tell you the truth. Um, the miners have been preparing for their of Championship, which is taking place on Tuesday. The under-20s are preparing for their championship, which starts in a couple of weeks. And then again, the hurdlers—they've been uh, preparing for the county final last weekend, and again the Connacht on Monday. So there are a few players have been getting a lot of work done, but then there's a few who haven't been uh, doing so much. Uh, we've had a couple of collective sessions, but nothing like you be preparing for a championship final. And um, so we're just happy again to get the opportunity to play in a league final. And uh, on, on the day, anything can happen.
0: How much of a distraction is it that the hurlers are out in the Connacht Championship on Monday and the minors, as you mentioned, are Tuesday evening over in ballyhonus
2: Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Um, it's probably unfair on it's everyone. Um, it's unfair on the the minors who are trying to prepare for their match on Tuesday. I'm sure they're going to have them collective sessions on Friday and we're going to be looking to be pulling a few players off that. They're running the risk then of injury and um, again we have a couple of players who are involved in both the hurling and the uh, football so they're going to be at, expected to play uh, two matches in 48 hours uh, and then the room player who's going to be expected to play three matches in, in uh, 72 hours so it's, it's, it's unfair on their preparation, I'm I, I'd be more thoughtful towards them than, than my preparation, and we put a lot of work in earlier on in the league and and throughout the year. Now, this probably should be the time that the other team should be looked after, and that just hasn't happened, unfortunately. But we we'll, we'll keep moving on.
0: How much does this mean to the club, particularly I suppose given the the tragic loss during the week of your club treasurer Joe Shannon?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a very sad occasion for the club last Saturday morning. When I woke up I saw a message on Facebook um, saying, saying that there was a sudden bereavement. So and to hear it was Joe. He was just such a lovely man, a gentleman, a solid character in the club and he was uh he was a future in the club at administration administration level definitely. And he was already shown how what an operator he was at Treasure. it's so just an awful loss. And if we can put in the performance that Joe will be proud of on Saturday, that's all we're gonna do. We won't be pr- pressuring the lads into uh, win or anything like that for joe it's just a performance that's what, what they want so I'm just I'd like to pass on my condolences to the shannon family so
0: absolutely and from all of us here on leitrim daily as well joe thanks very much for joining me best of luck on saturday and what's a a surprise uh, late october fixture for you
2: thanks very much Bethany.
0: This show is sponsored by Podrick King and at the top of the show, I mentioned his course, learn how to switch off your anxiety and rewire your brain for success. It's a two-day transformation workshop for you led by Podrick King. It's ideal if you're genuinely seeking an end to your anxiety and stress and want a better, more meaningful and rewarding life with a fresh new mindset and the right attitudes to create for you the results you could enjoy if only you were confident, calm and free to be your successful self. The event takes place in the Spool Factory in Boyle in County Roscommon next Tuesday and Wednesday the 29th and 30th of October and it really is a fantastic opportunity to de-stress your life and learn how to cope with anxiety and how to create the kind of life you want as well as the successful outcomes that you have always desired. You can register online for the course. Details are on leitrimdaily.com or on podrickking.com. And if you use the coupon code leitrimdaily, you save 10% off the price of the course. Well worth checking out. And thank you to Podrick for his continued support of the show. Anyway, let's get back to the sport. Of course, St. Mary's, face Mochel in the final and I am joined by Alan Armstrong one of the Mohal players ahead of the game on Saturday afternoon. Alan, welcome to the show Thank you very much Talk me through last week's game first because it was a strange kind of a game Balnamore went 6 points up in the first quarter of an hour and yet he managed to hold on probably against the odds to win that game and, and put them out of the competition
3: Yeah, like I suppose it was a I suppose a, a, a poor and lazy start from from us, but uh, I suppose the conditions had a big factor in the game. There was a, a very strong wind that we were faced, uh, and Ballamore were playing a kind of a, a kicked. The, the, I know a long ball into 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 Dean McGovern. So look, at, it's it's um, you know Ballinmore were looking to get a, a good start off, but yeah, the conditions were were, were a huge factor for us. But look, at, we we you know we weathered the first half, and uh, we came out in the second half. We you know we knew that we we'd, we'd get our chance as well. It was just a matter of when we did that we had to make sure that uh, we took our scores and luckily enough thanks be to god we did.
0: Yeah, a Donald Flynn goal obviously probably put the cat among the pigeons in Ballinamore and you just seemed to have enough experience there to edge it when maybe they panicked a bit towards the end of the game.
3: Yeah, look, um you know I think Shane kind of hit the nail on the head the last time when he was talking um, it was a very peculiar thing that Shane Moore uh, You know, all he had to do was put the ball over. Look, he probably was the case that he, you know, he didn't know that they needed a draw just to, to go through. But look, at these things happen in football. Um, you know, so look at, and we're just glad that we, we, uh, we weathered a storm and, and look at we're in the league final. Where that's, these are the kind of games that we want to be in. So, you know.
0: So this week, St Mary's are the opponents. Joe Flynn has told us that he, they weren't training in the interim. Because they didn't really expect to make the league final, but here they are. What difference do you think that's going to make to your game on Saturday?
3: I look, at, you know, I suppose we've been we've been in these positions many times before, um, and look, at, we're we're just looking at ourselves. You know, we're just looking for another big performance. Um, you know, a lot of people have kind of questioned us this year about our, our, our I suppose work rate and things like that. You know, so look, at, we're just concentrating on ourselves. You know, look, at, leave Carrick to do their own thing. Um, I think there's a lot of talk around them playing the hurling, and there's the under twenties playing a different game as well on the Tuesday. So look, what, these are all challenges we have to face. Like we have a lot of lads that are travelling, you know, midweek and things like that for training. So it's just um, it's just the way football is these days. And look, what, we'll just focus uh, come Saturday on our own performance and worry about you know worry about ourselves.
0: In terms of a look back at the overall season, disappointed, obviously, to go out in the championship semi-final. How much of a pick-me-up is this league final, and how important is it to the club that you win it, or or, or does it really matter?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, any time you get into a final, it means it means a lot. Um, for us as players, um, just, uh, I suppose, first, you know, it's huge. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we've been training since, I suppose, you know, Last February or March, um, you know the year is a long, long, uh, you know, a long time. So look at when you put in that bit of effort, um, you know, you look forward to, the, to you know moments like this, you know. So look at if we win on Saturday, it'll be a great reward for us. It'll be um, something, you know, it's, it's silverware at the end of the day. And look at, not too many people in Leeds can say that they have you know five or six you know league medals so look at every everyone counts and that's the way we'll be looking at it. so yeah look at the it's a league final it's definitely important
0: we spoke to shane obviously last weekend and he said he was away he was in the states this week and has that situation been rectified has he have you put him in handcuffs and kept him in the country or will he be around on saturday
3: no 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 unfortunately not we can't do that <laughs> we'd be um we be there'd be repercussions, I suppose, from 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 our side if we did that. But no, look at Shane. You know, he's with the county. You know, he's put in a, a serious effort all year himself and Donal. So players like that, uh, you know, you can't you can't you know begrudge them if they wanted to go away. You know, look at you know Leeds from football is kind of you know with all the the setbacks through it, it's kind of dragged on a little bit. So you know, because people have to live their lives as well. So no, look at if Shane is going away, that's that's his that's his own decision and. Uh, Look, we have several people on the bench that were, I suppose, wanting more. We're very lucky to have a, a, a young team uh, with a strong bench, and uh, you know we'd be confident that, that anybody that comes in and fills the same position they to be fit to do the job.
0: How much do you know about Carrick? You haven't played them in this year's championship, so
3: no. Uh, we played them in the league. Um, look at Carrick are Carrick. You know they have, uh, they have huge potential, uh, and they're a great team as well. So. You know we'll, we'll be under no illusions that they'll be coming out on Saturday with the full intention of winning a final. You know, I don't think anybody goes into a final with the intention of losing. So, look at, um, like I said earlier on, we'll be just focused on ourselves and our own performance. And I think if we get that, we'll be confident enough to come up the right side of the,
0: of the battle. Well, listen, Alan, I'll wish you the very best of luck. The game, of course, at 3 p.m. in Avant carde Park, Sean McDermada in Carrick and Shannon, and it is Mohal against St. Mary's in the Division 1 League Final. The very best of luck to you.
3: Perfect. Thanks a million.
0: This weekend in the B Park in Manor, Hamilton sees Manor Rangers compete in the Under-13 Skechers Cup against Claire Morris of Mayo, and I'm joined by Saoirse Cummins, who is the manager of the team. Saoirse, welcome to the programme. Thanks very much. You must be excited. These National Cups have a nice kind of feel to them and, and the kids must be very excited about it.
4: Definitely. It's it's a, it's a good change away from the league because you're not used to your opposition and chances are you haven't played them before. So it's something different compared to being used to the league and the way the teams are in the league. It's it's a good change.
0: So how much do you know about your opponents on, on Saturday, Claire Morris?
4: Uh, I've definitely done my homework. Um, I have a good source who gives me a bit of intel and... You know, we would expect them coming up from Mayo to be um, a good playing team, which we like. We like playing on the ground and we are delighted to have a team coming up that will play on the ground because it suits us and we're definitely looking forward to giving them a good game. And as I say, I've done my homework, so we're ready for them.
0: I think it's important to say as well that we are talking about the under-13 boys team because it's it's quite unusual to be talking to a, a female coach who's over a team what's it like coaching a team of boys in the in the club
4: um you definitely i do get a few looks when i head to games you know they kind of they look and they're kind of going are you the manager and sometimes i had to i don't get offended by it because i've had these lads for four or five years now so i've kind of come up through the ranks with them and the lads give me nothing but the utmost respect and they don't look at me as a female they kind of look at me as their manager which is nice and we have a good bond you know so it's It's not an issue with the lads, it's more an issue with the the ones that don't know me, you know.
0: How do the referees treat you?
4: The exact same. as uh, We're kind of familiar with a lot of the Slugleach referees because, as I say, I've been involved for a number of years, so they know me well enough to know who I am.
0: Now tell us a bit about Manor Rangers themselves in terms of the club. Like, How many teams does the club have?
4: I wouldn't say we're a small club, but in comparison to other clubs, you probably would call us a small club. We have academies starting from under eights. And um, we go all the way up through the ranks, 10s, 11s, 12s, 13s, all the way up to 18s. And then we've got uh, one senior team, men's, and we've got girls as well. So, you know, we definitely, we're supplying a lot of soccer to the community, you know, and we're, we have a large catchment area in terms of Drummer Hair, Glenfern, um, Glencare, all that sort of stuff, you know. So we, I'd say we have about 200 that members, you know, like it's, it's a big enough, it's a big commitment, but it's worth it.
0: And of course, you play your home games in the B Park. Uh, what's it like now that Glen Manor have moved out the road to Bogan? Is it a bit quieter around the B Park? Uh
4: it's a bit quieter. But it's not much difference. We we tend to draw different crowds. The Gaelic and the soccer, you know, it's it's definitely two different sports. Like it is quieter. Don't get me wrong, but we still we draw our own crowds, which is good.
0: How has the season been going for you so far?
4: Uh we've played. We've had two friendlies. Um, which we won both of, and we've played our first league game against Ben Bullman, which we won, and we played a Skechers game down in Colemanstown, and we beat them as well. It took us extra time, but we beat them 3-1 an extra time. So,
0: In terms of the, the overall season, people, I suppose, listening to the show from Elytra, are generally used to Gaelic games, so they know the league is played, and then the championship is what it's all about, but in soccer, the league is probably the premier competition that's what you're most focused on. But how much of a distraction are these little cup runs?
4: You can look at it in two ways. You could look at it that if you were focusing on the league, that a cup would be a distraction. But the way that I would look at it would be your league is your is for your whole season. You're concentrating on that. But it's nice to throw in something else that's a cup competition and you do progress quicker in a cup competition. Like we're in the last 16 in Connacht at the minute in this cup and we're actually the only team in Sligo Leitrim left in the competition. So that in itself is an achievement. So that boosts the lads' confidence in that if we win this game, we're through to the last eight. And that's a lot of confidence early on in the season that you wouldn't see or you wouldn't feel even in the league because you've only played two or three league games. But if you take a few cup games and all of a sudden you're challenging for last eight in Connacht, it's a a big up for the lads, you know.
0: Yeah, and I suppose one of the big advances in the last couple of years is the advent of the underage League of Ireland competitions at under-13s, 15s, 17s, 19s. I know two girls from Manor Hamilton went in this year to the under-17 side, Myrne and Leah. There's also a couple of lads went in at the younger age group's in under 13, under 15. How does that affect your squads going forward?
4: Me looking at it from a manager's perspective, I think it's brilliant. And I think it's a bit of a pat on your own back too when you see one of your own players going to a higher level and you know you're going to miss them because chances are they are one of your best players. But... At the same time, I think it's brilliant to have something so close to home that, like, we've seen scouts at our games now at the start of the season for Rovers under 13s, you know. And it's it's a great up for the lads because it gives them the confidence to know that there is somebody watching them. And I think it does drive them on a bit. And I think it's great that Sligo Rovers have set up this system, you know, especially the female aspect of it as well, because it's something for them to drive on to as well for a higher level, you know
0: absolutely well listen Saoirse I want to wish you the very best of luck on Saturday at 2pm in the B Park uh, it's a great afternoon out for anyone who might want to go down and watch a good decent team play a bit of football on a Saturday afternoon and I wish you the very best of luck in the game thanks million. in other soccer news also at an underage FAI Challenge Cup under 17 this time Manor Rangers are away to Merville of Sligo at 2 p.m. in that particular competition, while on Sunday Carrick Town host Culann United, also at 2 p.m. in the Connacht FA Cup, a big weekend for all of those teams. While Sligo Leitrim League action continues for most of the teams in both Manor Rangers and Carrick Town over the weekend. Sligo Rovers' last game of the SSE Airtricity League season takes place tonight against Bohemians in Daly Mount Park. A 7.45 kickoff there for a game that is sold out for the home side, but there are still tickets in the away end for any Sligo fans looking to make the journey. It'll be your last chance to get some League of Ireland football in the region, although technically it's not in the region, but you know what I mean. One of the teams from the region, it's their last game until the league starts back again in February. As well as the Division One League final, which takes place at 3 p.m. in Avant-Carde Park, Sean McTiernan, there are some other games taking place. The Under 16 Father Manning Cup starts on Saturday at 3 p.m. in Mohul, with Leitrim facing the Meath, with Leitram facing a challenge from Meath in that particular competition. I caught up with the Leitrim manager, Mark Heslin, yesterday evening for a chat about how his side are getting on. Mark, welcome to the
5: programme. Thanks, Brittany. Great to be here.
0: It's nice to be back playing county football again after a lot of club attention over the last few months. These young lads have come in. It's next year's minor squad, effectively, so they're all under 16 this year, 16 years of age. What's it been like this season, and how are you faring up for the weekend?
5: It's faring faring up well, in fairness, Um, as the year year ago. As you said, they were in with their clubs. They were probably with their clubs uh, for most of the year. But, yeah, it would be building for next year's minor panel, along with maybe a few others coming in and maybe some from the, the lower age group as well to, to come in and push it on as well. So there'll be a certain amount of them probably making it in the in the minor panel next year.
0: This weekend you see a challenge against Mead. The Father Manning Cup, let's explain to people exactly what the Father Manning Cup is because people not involved with the with the inter-county scene won't be familiar with it, but it's basically a series of groups of teams around the country. Yeah. You progress through, you play three games in the competition and the top or maybe top two teams go into knockout competitions. And and there's different levels as there's well. There's different
5: levels. There's different, you have the cup, the top team will go into the cup, um second team will go into the shield and you'll have a plate. It's so it's 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 done like that. So it's there's something to play for throughout the whole the whole group stage in fairness. So
0: and, and I suppose essentially while there is a trophy there at the end for and a final for lads to look forward to, it really is about giving them good quality games against top quality opposition.
5: Absolutely, absolutely. You have the Leinster, Leinster teams in it. Um, it's really a Leinster competition as such, but um, it's great to be in there. It's great to be getting games for these lads at the tail end of the season to, to try to give them something to, to build on, to work on, you know, to when they're getting into the gym over the winter, that they have something to bite on and say, yeah, we, we can do something here next year. And, and it's it's great to get top games. Meads. In fairness, we're we're they're they're a top team. They're, we're under no illusions what we're facing in Moolah on Saturday. They are they are tough team. They won the Jerry Riley tournament earlier in the summer. They beat Kildare with four goals and two points in the semi final. They beat Dublin in the final. They're probably not too worried about the, what we're going to throw at them on Saturday, but we're 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 ready. We're ready to give it a right good, a right good shift on on Saturday. And the lads are prepared to do it. Um, we spoke to them the other night and. We've had them for since the end of the Under-17 Championship. We've got nine sessions straight with them and two challenge matches, and they've worked extremely hard. I have to say they they really want it. You can see they're fired up. They're really loving the the consistency of of the Monday gym, Wednesday training, uh, training on the Saturday or a game. You know they're they're really grasped onto it and they're they're pushing hard. They you can actually see the improvement if you stand back and look at the improvement from when they come in. And the nine sessions, they, they really have, have, have bought into it. So they will be giving it everything against Meath on Saturday. In
0: terms of the Gaelic games in Leitrim at the moment, there's obviously a huge crest of a wave all season, whether yeah. it's the Hurlers getting to Crow Park, right, winning the Loyal uh, doing having a fantastic season. Carrick Hurlers kind of set the trend at the start of the year. Then the footballers came in, one, or in, not didn't win Division 4, but got to the yeah. final Division yeah. 4 another day out in Crow Park. Brilliant, yeah. And, and it just seems to have really sunk down into the lower levels. Can you see that with these lads? Are they looking at those days out in Croke Park thinking, if I start this, that could be me in a couple of years' time?
5: You can. You can to an extent. Um, I suppose if you're, if you're going out and getting defeated in games and TED-Webs and stuff like that, you have to try and build them again and and build that confidence, I suppose. And it's a massive part of our role that we, we build the confidence in these young lads. Like We can't tell them be confident we can't tell them that you know you're better than the next day they, they have to grow that and and believe in that and it's small little victories along the way it's like we're we're biting on to the, the nine sessions and the two games that we're telling them how much they've progressed and they're buying in and they're looking back at the work they've done and the effort they've put in and, and that's part of building confidence as well so um yeah the league thing was great uh, going to the games coming back chatting about it the, going to Croke Park and the hurlers and everything but they they do their they look at their own, what they're doing themselves as well, and that, that's a massive part. They know, I suppose, going into a minor or going into a father manning against Mead, like if you're playing at your level, like Leeds and More in Division 4, brilliant competing, brilliant up to Division 3. So they have, just have to build the confidence that they can go and compete with players of that level and on any given day go out and play a Mead, play, play a Mayo, play a... Galway, whatever it is, and if the work rate is right and the preparation is right and the dedication is right, attitude everything, any given day they can go out and, and turn one of the top teams over
0: And it's interesting to say that because there's a belief out there that at senior level Leitrim can't compete with the Dublins and Corks and Galways and mm-hmm. this world yeah. and the excuses we hear all the time are about money, facilities, yeah. resources population, but at underage levels in the county not, not, not every year, yeah. but in selected years, Leitrim really, really puts it up to some of those teams at under 14, under 15, under 16, and regularly gets positive results. So why can we do it when, in theory, the numbers are actually smaller to pick from in a specific age group?
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Probably is the answer. There's there's a lot of things coming into play. Like when you're playing games at under 14, under 15, you're playing. If you're playing the Mayo's, you're four squads in you know it builds confidence you, you have all that but it is we, we probably were our own worst enemy um, it's I believe it's about contact time with these players and getting the, the, the proper contact with them at academy level that, that will bring them on and bring, build their confidence and like it's the club competitions are brilliant Absolutely brilliant and the effort that's put in by coaches and clubs out there is it's it's fantastic and, and they're all volunteers and they're doing it. But they're they're playing probably playing at when they're playing at a club level and they come straight in without without having played at, you know, an academy level for maybe four or five weeks, they can't just hit the ground running, they can't turn that switch on, they go play some of these teams in a TED web or whatever it is, and they're just it's like been hit by a train. You know. So there's there's a lot of different things. There's a review going on at the minute and hopefully we'll, we'll, there'll be some answers out of it, how we can push forward, because the, the young lads deserve it as well. You know, there's
0: We have spoken to Alliance a bit on the show, one of the times we spoke to him was about the new regional teams. Yeah. Uh, has that made a difference, or will that make a difference? I think,
5: I think it can make a massive difference. I, I think if we can do something in a way that we can incorporate that, plus have their club competitions. Th- these lads love their clubs. Like We all love our clubs, and we've played for them and everything, and they, they have to be able to play for them but we we need regional competitions where they're playing within their own age. If you're fourteen, you're playing with all fourteen year olds if you're fifteen and they're getting a real taste of good competitive football with good coaching alongside that, you know, to develop their you know, your decision making the higher the level you play, your 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 decision making process, how quick you can do that, your your skill execution has to be better. You know, all these things have to be better. Your physical fitness has to be better, or you know, all the things you need to play football has to be better when you're playing at a higher level. So it can only it can only be good. And the lads, the GDAs are fair play. To, they're doing a doing a great job in that respect. The regional stuff, I think, is is brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, really, it's built that bridge between playing with your clubs, where maybe some of the players you're playing around aren't up to the standard that you're at, versus. As you said, getting hit by a train when you go ah, to play a Galway or a Mayo team, it's absolutely. bridging that gap. And yeah. given that's a bit of yeah. a taster of yeah. what each step is going to be absolutely. along the way. And it's
5: it's nothing to do with club coaches or clubs. It's just if, if you have a 17-year-old playing against a 14-year-old, you know, and training with them, you know, with the big age gap that we have, you know, you just can't you can't bridge that gap and really make it really competitive for them. So it is it's like it's like hitting a train, I tell you. You go over to Valley they're beacon there and you you the first five minutes it's like it's a totally different world for them you know so but again it, we have the time we have with them and we have to try and just do the best with them and get them to buy in and, and be the best that they can be on any given day you know
0: absolutely well listen Mark thank you very much for coming and having a chat with us the very best look in the Father Manning Cup I know it's a trophy that Leitrim set out every year with a with a ambition maybe to to win the shield or something like that in that yeah. competition because yeah. obviously we're not going to compete week in week out with the doubles for the reasons we outlined but on any given day we can beat anybody
5: Ab- absolutely and it's i see it as a competition too that it really is it's it's great preparation going into the winter for our, our miners now next year that there's something to to bite on to like we have Mead get a massive performance against Mead. We have Roscommon the week after, okay, and we have Offley the week after that, and you start getting performances. And when, when we do get good performances, whether we win or not, and you talk to the lads afterwards, and, and they've put in a massive shift, and maybe the second half has been a lot better than the first half, they, they start to realise that, do you know, when we're on it, we can compete. And even if we're getting them small victories... Out of it, it's great, but make no bones about it. We're, we're going flat out for for a win in every game starting Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. Listen, Mark, thank you very much for dropping into us. The very best look luck on Saturday. Perfectly.
5: Thanks very much. It was a pleasure.
0: Sunday sees the Vistamed Junior A Football Championship final take place between Anaduff and Glencar Manor. Both teams are second sides from within those two clubs, and a keenly contested final is expected, while Manor will be hoping to set the second of a three-leg possible championship whitewash on the record for their 50th year in existence. And Adolf will be hoping to be the party poopers on the day in Parkshall McDermada at 2pm on Sunday. On Monday afternoon at 2pm in Markovitz Park, Carrick Hurling will be flying the flag for Leitrim in the Connacht Junior Club Championship. They play Nave Owen of Sligo, who won the county championship there. Carrick, of course, the defending champions, will be hoping to go as far as they did last year, if not a little bit further, well past the Connacht Championship. So here's hoping that Carrick can continue their fantastic form ...and maybe take one step closer to defending that junior championship. Internally in the county, the under-15 championship continues... ...with the sixth round of seven in that particular competition this weekend. Full fixtures on the Leitrim GAA website. While at minor level, Melvin Gales and St Mary's will take part... ...in the Connacht Club Championships at B and A level respectively... Those games taking place on Tuesday evening in the Centre of Excellence for Connacht in Ballyhaunas. The very best of luck to both sides. They, of course, would have qualified for this competition this year by virtue of winning the under-17 competition within the county last year. And, of course, a reminder about the Cube event, which takes place in the Landmark Central tomorrow at 8pm in Carrick and Shannon. It's a massive fundraiser for the ladies' board within the county we would ask you that you support it massively because this will pay for the development of the underage squads within the county and it's a massive step towards putting Leitrim ladies football on an even keel into the future after a couple of years of choppy waters it'd be great to see Leitrim ladies put the best foot forward over the next couple of years there's a new manager in place the county board have really stabilized the ship this year And it would be great to see as much support as possible on Saturday night to really help them take that step forward in the right direction. And that is all we have time for today, folks. Thank you so much for joining me for yet another episode of Leitrim Daily. Of course, a reminder that this show was sponsored by Potter King and specifically his "Learn How to Switch Off Your Anxiety and Rewire Your Brain for Success," a two-day course taking place in the Spool Factory in Boyle next Tuesday and Wednesday. Full details on our event guide on LeitrimDaily.com. And that is it from me today. My name is Berfini Early. Thank you so much for joining me. I will be back tomorrow with a current affair where we'll be looking at Lifting the Silence of Suicide, a new program from the HSE, and I'll be joined by two mental health community nurses, Valerie Cogan and Hubert McHugh, to discuss that program in a bit more depth. Talk to you then.